Hello, Galaxy! Chris Perillo here, coming hot off the live stream that lasted three hours on youtube.com slash chrisperillo, where it was effectively a live crowdfunding of an iPhone 10. I'm not going to get an iPhone 10, not me. You are going to get an iPhone 10 that you may want me to review for you. And it seems that we are about a third of the way there with just one stream. It's been suggested that I should give people more than a day, so of course we still have go.tagjag.com slash device fund there. We'll be recalculating uh, those goals as soon as we've done the math on our end, and we'll have about a week to see if the iPhone 10 will actually happen. If not, it kind of goes back into the kitty or effectively helps me mitigate the cost of the existing iPhone 8 Plus. I answered quite a few questions during that particular broadcast. Super chats that came in from across the community. I'm very, very appreciative of that. I'm simulcasting this podcast on Twitch as I normally do, uh, not just to see uh, the questions that come in uh, live, but also because uh, there are a few people who have been sending me cheers. That's what they're called on Twitch. You can send cheers. Yes, you can sub to me on Twitch if you want. Different levels. Uh, you can even sub to me for free if you want, and you've connected your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. The big bonus for subbing to me is, yes, you do support what it is that I do for you, but you also get access to the Discord chat 24-7. That is the uh, foundation of our community. More than just access to Discord, uh, you get a chance to get you know little Darth Vader icons next to your name during the live Twitch streams, which I do every time I record a podcast, or for the most part, and there are exceptions to the rule. So thank you, Randy K. 1977, for being the cheermeister so far during this broadcast. Raven Ryu also came in with a handful of cheers. And then Liz and Fucho the Clown. I don't think I've missed anybody. If I did, I apologize. One person I definitely don't want to miss is an individual who was watching the three or so hour live stream uh, of the iPhone X crowdfunding engagement that we just wrapped up. And uh, they posted a, 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 I almost said Snapchat, a super chat. And by the way, I, I don't really use Snapchat. I haven't even bothered installing it on my Pixel 2 XL. Uh, I think it's it's kind of had its day. I'm good with the Snapchat thing. But he posted a snap... <clears throat> it's like I'm calling the Pixel and Nexus all over again. Robbie Hart, 86, that's his handle, uh, did a super chat after the stream had ended, which is unfortunate. It was the final super chat after the stream had ended, but also the largest super chat of the evening. So Robbie Hart 86 uh, I tweeted with a screenshot of the Super Chat so everybody could see how generous you've been. And the question you asked in the Super Chat, not just suggesting that you've been supportive of my efforts uh, for you and the greater community, uh, but uh, the, the question you asked was something in relation to how I feel about EA handling how uh, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 game is to be basically played out. I can't call myself a huge fan of EA. I don't think I'm a fan of, uh, you know, any company in particular, but I didn't really like how EA handled Battlefront 1, the first one, the, the one from uh, 2015. I played it for a little while, but ultimately lost interest because I, I just, I couldn't play it without inevitably feeling like I was just being uh, outpaced and outmoded by every other player on the battlefield. I enjoyed it, not because it was a video game, but because it was Star Wars. Had a chance to play with my brothers as well. I do have Battlefront 2 on order or pre-order. I saved $10, so I got it for about 50 bucks. Uh, 
My hope is to answer someone else's question, uh, the one that came in before I started recording the podcast. Someone else's question was, uh, do I plan on playing Battlefront 2? I do. Not possibly on Twitch. I don't think I'm going to be using Twitch to play Battlefront 2. I think I'm going to be using the Star Wars Radar YouTube channel, uh, which is at youtube.com slash Radar. I've published videos into it before, but I feel it may be a good way to go. You can do something with YouTube gaming channels, apparently, and I, I don't know how I can toggle the Star Wars Radar channel to a gaming channel. It must be possible. But now there's an option on YouTube for gaming channels at the moment to enable sponsors as well as Super Chats. Super Chats are kind of like cheers on, on Twitch, at least from what I can see at a distance. I'm not sure where the best place to play Battlefront 2 is. As I said, I'm inclined to try on YouTube if I can convert it to a gaming channel, if I can find out how. There's really no instruction to do it. But if it doesn't turn out that, you know, after a few weeks we're getting a lot of engagement on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Radar for Battlefront 2 gameplay, I may end up trying uh, the, uh, the Star Wars Radar channel on Twitch to basically play Battlefront every day. So yeah, you're getting the Locker Gnome Daily Report is a live broadcast every day whether it's in youtube.com slash LockerGnome or youtube.com slash Chris Perillo. You're getting a, a regular old video, at least, in the Chris Perillo YouTube channel. You're getting a podcast, which you can subscribe to... Did you, did you catch that? I am not going to go back and edit that out. I got tripped up when uh, Randy K1977 came in with more cheers. I'm telling you, he's the cheer meister. It's fun to see these things pop up. He also asked a question, Chris, why not have the guest like Jerry on your podcast? He is great for an hour of goofs and gaffs. He is actually going to be coming over and we're going to be doing a geek out, a classic geek out. I'd like to get him to come over or at least to be able to do something live online together once a week. I'd love to have a geek out with Jerry once a week again. And I don't know which day it would necessarily fall on. That will likely be live streamed on to youtube.com slash I assume you subscribe to all my channels. It's a thing that you should do, and you should definitely turn on notifications, because you never know what I'm going to do next. I'm just saying I'm doing a lot on a regular basis. There's no perfect way to do any of this, either. I'm just kind of stumbling into an option that works. Even if I were to stream the Battlefront gameplay onto uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the Twitch platform, I, I don't yet know if I'd use my Chris Perillo account, which I'm using right now to simulcast IRL, or if I'd use the separate Star Wars Radar account. I don't know which would be the, the best way to effectively do it. And I don't know if I'm going to get a lot of feedback on that. I don't know if it if, if it ultimately matters, minus the fact that I have a Twitch partnership with the Chris Perillo uh, username right now and not with the Star Wars Radar channel because I haven't published a lot of videos into it. But RobbieHard86, I, I, I'm, I'm dissuaded that... And, I, and when I say that, I'm, I'm dissuaded that uh, to see EA isn't really backtracking. I mean, yeah, they've lowered the effective cost of uh, unlocking uh, heroes and villains to play. But I don't think they've gone far enough. It, it just looks like a confusing mess. And I'm not a hardcore gamer, but even the hardcore gamers that I've seen who love Star Wars think that it's a confusing mess. So if they think it's a community... What do you think I feel? <laughs> I'm just going to keep rolling forward. I'm just going to pretend that these uh, these uh, these verbal typos 
were meant to be done. I have uh, a hope that I will enjoy the gameplay, specifically story mode. But I, I don't really have any expectations apart from just enjoying it. I don't know if I'm going to be doing an online uh, gameplay or that much of it. Not as the basis or the foundation of, of, of playing the game. It's probably going to be largely in uh, story mode. We'll see how it goes. In many ways, y'all may be able to dictate it. I wish I did have better integration with Discord, which of course Twitch subs and patrons can currently join. There's currently no Discord connection over from YouTube. I doubt that's ever going to happen either. It's awesome to have more than one chat room, but it's also a bit of a challenge. As a creator, you have to rely on whichever platforms are going to work, which platforms turn out to be the best. And I don't know if I, I, I even have the answer even after trying and, and, and finding, you know, a great degree of engagement with how I've been doing things to this point. That's always an evolutionary process. The podcast, I have to mention, is hosted on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Chris Perillo. We did call-ins a few shows ago, and then after I did those call-ins, like, nobody else called in. I'm like, Really? So maybe this community doesn't want to do call-ins. Maybe you're nervous about that. Anchor.fm slash Chris Perillo. So what I'm going to start doing after I upload the podcast is basically tweet it out. I don't know if y'all follow me. But I'll tweet it out with a link to where you can subscribe to the podcast on the various platforms. I did that today. I don't know if it's going to matter much. But the problem is I don't want you to think that there's only one way to listen to a podcast. Some people just aren't caught up on the podcast thing. But I linked off to all the popular platforms. I don't even know where it is that I'm linked as far as being able to find the Chris Perillo podcast. I have no idea where people listen to me or how people listen to me. I mean, I'm not even talking about platforms. I'm talking specifically about the podcast uh, tools that you use to download and listen to podcasts, to manage the podcasts that you enjoy. Sir Hank asks, did Chris meet the iPhone 10 goal? Chris did not. Chris absolutely did not. Chris came a third of the way. The rest of it may be polished off uh, over the course of the next week as I continue to tease it in TLDR, possibly in the podcast. Uh, you'd be able to turn to go.tagjag.com slash device fund. Alhansi is a sub, a recent sub. He actually joined us for a podcast recording the other day. And... Uh, <laughs> He just mentions that I apparently have blocked him on Twitter. This is a thing. What's the motif with me blocking people? Why am I blocking people? I don't do it all that often. There's usually a reason, though. But I have been known to reverse those decisions. Just don't ever remind me, if I do reverse the decision, why I did it in the first place. Sometimes it's an accident. You'd be surprised. Sell Me Pop 3 comes in with some cheers. Very nice. Very appreciated. And Randy K, 1977. Where are you getting these cheers from? He's, he's, he's doing another 500 uh, series of cheers. And then Future the Clown comes in with a whole bunch more. See, they're, they're different colors. They're like the gray triangles are worth one. The, the diamonds, these purple diamonds that Randy K, 1977 posted are worth 100. That's That's amazing. He already told me how he felt about me as a Twitter follower. Ha. I, I don't know what it is. 
you got to understand, I'm very opinionated. I, I, I wish I could explain this more clearly to people. I, I take strong stances. Sometimes I live in extremes. Some people say I'm too extreme. I have strong convictions. If I believe something, if I feel something, I jump on it. I try not to make decisions uh, you know, in, in, in haste. Sometimes you catch me on a wrong day. It's, it's true. I, I don't know what it is. I can explain my thought process behind it because I've done it before. I've been doing it for years. Sometimes it's purposeful and sometimes it's unintentional. It's usually when I'm feeling emotional. The whole blocking thing. Although I'm also inclined to mute as well. Doesn't always work. Some people just can't give up. So now, now I've got to know. He's, dra he's, he's dragging me back into it, Liz. He says, we got into a debate and you didn't like my point of view, so you blocked me. No, I, I generally don't do it that way. Because trust me, I, <laughs> if, I only, if I only had followers who agreed with me, I'd have nobody. No, I, I, I don't mind a good disagreement at all. I, 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 I disagree with people all the time. Life's too short to agree with everybody. You can't. You can't make everybody happy. He says, as far as I can tell, I mean, I didn't insult you or cuss you out. Well, then that's a good thing. I, uh, uh, you know, I know everybody kind of handles this a different way. But as I said, sometimes you catch me in the wrong hour. There have been times that I've done things and, and, and been impetuous with my decisions when I shouldn't have. And I do my best to correct them and recognize that I may be feeling different today than I did, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago or a month ago or a year ago. I'm human, just like everybody. Things generally can be undone, you know, so long as you haven't made permanent damage. As Randy K. 1977 points out, and by the way, there are quite a few people who are tuned in, not just the, the handful that I'm, I'm mentioning. Usually are during these live podcast simulcasts. The video will not... Stay indefinitely. The podcast is the only thing that will survive. He says, Chris doesn't have all the answers to life. People are sensitive. I'm very sensitive. I'm probably more sensitive than anything. You wouldn't imagine that. I'm confident in my decisions. I have strong convictions. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not subject to just feeling like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere and this just does not, it's, it's not conducive to something that I've put out there. I feel like I'm being misunderstood. I, I don't like feeling misunderstood because I feel that I explain myself in so many ways, so many times over. And if I feel I'm still being misunderstood, that's where I get upset. Especially if I've taken the, the time to clarify. And, and I can't relitigate everything, certainly not in a tweet, but even in every video. Some people will slag me when I, I miss a talking point like I did the other day when I was talking about uh, how I think um, $1,000 smartphones just aren't worth the money right now. And I said I brought up the fact that, you know, these components don't cost near $1,000. I totally didn't say something that I've said before. And, and that is, you know, you have to factor in these extraneous costs, like R&D, or, you know, uh, you know other uh, parts that, you know, factor into the, the profit margin beyond hard costs of the device and the, the components of the device. 
And I totally, I just didn't say that second part because I've, I've said it before many times over. I just didn't say it that time. Well, leave it to the time that you don't say it for people to call you out on it. So, of course, I got called out. Well, Chris, you didn't factor in blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't record these types of videos or even podcasts or any kind of, you know, uh, piece of content and have to repeat every possible thing that I've said before. If I can't provide enough context or miss a simple point that I've covered before, it's maddening because I can't expect that someone who is listening or watching me isn't someone who's uh, been watching for some time. Maybe, maybe they're a new viewer and they don't have that context, which is frustrating. It's hard to be inclusive with these types of perspectives, these overarching perspectives, in being uh, complete. Concision is important, especially with video. Not so much with, with audio and podcasts. I think there's a lot of long-form content. Randy K. 1977 comes in, again with cheers, says, agree to disagree. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes I don't think it's a chance of, of, of being able to disagree, though. Sometimes I think it's a matter of not being heard or having your position fully explained. Like, if, if I said to you, for example, uh, this water is wet, and you came back to me and still didn't validate my position, not by agreeing with it, but basically understanding, look, water is still wet, and it, it, just, it still feels like you're not hearing that water is wet, and that's the position... It's not about disagreeing. It's about having that point invalidated. That's usually where I'm crossing the line. I feel it's, 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 uh, it's not going to improve the further the discussion goes. Alhansi says, The $1,000 smartphone vid is by far one of your best recent videos, in my opinion. You made some points that I never considered but thought were very insightful. You know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do that day. And then it ended up being that article uh, on uh, Mashable that inspired it. I did the shout-out uh, to the uh, author and say, hey, I backed your play. He appreciated it. I think he followed me on Twitter, too. I didn't necessarily uh, follow him back. I I don't always follow the tech people on Twitter. Star Wars, yes. Tech, mm, it kind of depends. My, my entire feed is definitely not full of technology. You, you may be different, right? I may be just another item in your feed. Probably the exception to the rule. <laughs> I know that you have you know many things that uh, you can listen to on a regular basis, so I do take uh, do appreciate that you take the time to listen what uh, to what it is I lay down. Call in if you are so inclined. I, I'm not going to push the, the 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 issue too much, but I, I did really enjoy that uh, podcast, and I don't think I followed up on it very much. Um, yeah, I did, but I before I forget, I, I did want to say that I really thought it was really neat that you could call in. And you still can, using the Anchor application. Anchor.fm. Future the Clown comes in with uh, some beefy-sized... I almost said Super Chats. Cheers. I disagree to disagree. <laughs> Leave it to Future. <laughs> Someone asks, again, not sure if you've covered in the past. It's possible. But what's your opinion on the upcoming iMac Pro and more interestingly, the upcoming Mac Pro? I don't really have an opinion. Desktop machines usually don't turn my head. They do for some, but I, I'm not won over by hardware. I'm won over by software, and I think it's a law of diminishing returns. Not really big into VR at all. 
I have an AR experience, the uh, Jedi Challenges from Lenovo, that I've yet to, to set up and play with. The only thing I like about, I think it's the iMac Pro, is the color. <laughs> I want the, the keyboard and that mouse. Everything else, eh. I, I can't justify an upgrade. I don't even know if I'm going to be ever be able to justify an upgrade of the iMac that I have. It may happen. Like, if it breaks down, I may bite the bullet and upgrade or get a new one. If only because as I do the live videos, I'm able to zoom in on chat. And it's the easiest way to do that. I, I couldn't do it as easily with the, a notebook computer, which is the thing that I use to actually stream out of on the desktop, like a physical desktop. Tomorrow I'm thinking, and i got to remember to do this, is a topic that came up during the, the long live stream tonight uh, of doing a, a video in the Chris Perillo channel about Siri versus Google Assistant now that I've, I've been playing with Google Assistant. There are things that it doesn't do perfectly, but I think Google Assistant schools Siri. And that, you know, just dovetails perfectly into my position that uh, Android tends to be a more productive experience than iOS, or has been for me. Everyone's going to have a different experience with this. But that's the thing. Is you, people would turn to me because they want to hear my experience of living in a, a very old and creaky chair, which is what I do and what I've done. Someone asks, if you were to get the Razer phone, would you find it fine to have it all black or with a green icon shade on the logo at all? Uh, I'd be happier with all black. If it's at the back of the device, I wouldn't care that much. Front of the device, I would care. I would like to review the Razer phone, but I also don't think it's going to fit into the device budget. I don't think I could do like a, uh, a crowdfunding, let's you know, do the, the razor review type of video like we did with the iPhone 10 or the Pixel 2 XL. I don't think it's enough of a flagship. I don't think there's enough of an interest. I could be wrong. I'd be willing to give it a shot to see how it goes. But I also don't think that uh, it's, it's going to be an extreme possibility. I'd like to try it if only for the screen, the 120 hertz refresh rate. That, that'd be a clean experience. Still not sure about that camera, though. That, that would make me very, very nervous. It's not exactly top of the line, but to me, it, it would be potentially enough to be a, a, a daily driver if the software experience was solid. And I don't know if it is. I don't know if there's enough uh, um, gravitas that Razer's bringing to the table with the really their first smartphone. Robbie Hart comes in with a handful of cheers says, where does Nine Num stand in your opinion out of all the Star Wars characters? He's my fave. Uh, I remember the uh, Star Wars ABCs. We haven't watched it in a while. Someone recorded the Star Wars ABCs on tape or record, the old 45, for a, a video. And we've watched it before so Jedi can master her ABCs. And Nine Num gets a page. Nine Num isn't dumb. Uh, and and it, it's it's... It's interesting listening to that now. I never had it as a kid. I would have been well beyond the alphabet, though, at that point. But they, they say some things in that audiobook that I'm like, huh, that probably wouldn't fly if it was done today. It's a fun little thing to, to listen to, though. Yeah, I always liked him. I, I always did. He was one of my favorite uh, figures. Uh, you know, I think I got Nine Num 
on card. He was also a mail-away figure. But I think the only Jedi or Return of the Jedi figure I got as a mail-away, well, two. The Emperor and uh, Anakin Skywalker. Oh, wait, three. Admiral Akbar. I think I got Nine Numb on card. Still, I think I still had him. I think he's now Jedi's. Which is really cool to be able to hand my, hand my Nine Numb figure down. Yeah, the, uh, Solist, playing Solist on Battlefront was uh, was thrilling. And I, I always I always like the uh, the the design ethos of, of Nine Num. Someone asked if we have a counter in the iPhone 10. We don't really outright. I mean, we'll we'll calculate it out. Thank you, Randy K. 1977. We'll figure it out. I'm going to go ahead and start uh, winding down. I've been doing a lot today, and as soon as Battlefront 2 comes in, I'll be doing even more. <laughs> no rest for the Perillo. I'm going to get back to eating my popcorn, which is never really wise to eat before you record a podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Thank you for all the cheers. If you posted Super Chats tonight, thank you for the Super Chats. Thank you for becoming a sub. Thank you for becoming a patron. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. Thank you for participating. Thank you for enabling me to do the things that uh, I'm able to do for you. I love you. I appreciate you. But at this point, I'm going to leave you to your own devices. May the Force be with you. <laughs>